Hello, my name's John Schaefer, and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. UK inflation more than doubled last month from 0.7% to 1.5% as the economy began to reopen. As the ONS figures were released, the FTSE 100 suffered a widespread sell-off, sliding below the 7,000 mark. I spoke with Gresham House Chief Executive, Tony Dalwood, to get his reaction to the latest figures and his thoughts on what this means for investors. Should investors be fretting about rising inflation figures today? Not particularly today at the moment. I mean, if you look back in history, the long-term inflation numbers, this is relatively low and absolutely low in many respects. Um, if you go back to the 70s and 80s, you've got double-digit inflation. So really, the, the, the critical element is whether there's been um, a change in long-term structural inflation uh, and the expectations around that. That's what's critical. So it's not the figure today, it's whether there's a structural long-term change in expectations for, for inflation and, and whether that then leads to consequences. The, the, biggest, the biggest impact, I would say, is, is around wage price inflation. So, so it's not so much the figure today, it's around the expectations for the long-term uh, and, and particularly around, therefore, being built into wages and any wage price spiral potential. And do you think the Bank of England will potentially raise interest rates ahead of the Fed? Well, for the last 15 years or so, since the GFC, 14 years, there's been um, a global coordination on interest rates. So I would say they're, they're continue, they, they will continue to likely to broadly move together. Uh, whilst not necessarily um, uh, uh, coordinated officially, I think there is, there is a clear um, benefit that they move and are aligned in, in moving together. So I'd say they'll be reasonably um, broadly kept together at the moment. Sure. Um, and which sectors, which UK sectors in particular, will be burnt by rising inflation? So again, it comes back to where dislocations happen because there's a sudden change in expectations. And, and whilst there is marginal inflation expectations, particularly in those areas of consumer where there's been, you know, the last 12 months with pandemic, you're coming off a low base. So it's about whether the expectations have changed or not. So if there is a growth, structural growth in, in inflation expectation in the long term, the bond proxies will will suffer you know the like the, the yield companies or the the um uh you know the um uh the the, the ones which have high yields uh will will suffer from that but 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 on top of that the the long term if there is a growth uh unexpected growth in inflation for the long term um greater than expectations then you'll get the long duration companies the technology stocks the um, the stocks that have uh, maybe the media companies on high valuations, those types of companies may, su- may suffer and create some dislocation in pricing, which creates opportunities. Conversely, some of the value stocks could and should do well in this environment. So, you know, on low valuations, high cash flows. Um, uh, so you, you could see some of those dislocations happening if, if structural expectations I mentioned are, are changing. And maybe drilling down into some of those opportunities, where are you seeing the best ones and, and also kind of wanting to avoid that dash for trash syndrome there? Yeah, look, there, there's you know, value has had a terrible time for 10 years or so. The last six months has been elements of, of good good performance and you can see that in a, in a few months uh, worth of good performance. But there's a long way to go for value. You know, it's, it's structural underperformance over such a long period of time uh, to bound back bounce back to its sort of median uh, level of, of, of relative valuation, there's quite a long way to go. Uh, and you're into, you know, from construction companies through to um, uh, yeah, tobacco, 
um, uh, maybe the energy companies as well. You've got quite a bit of lowly value companies with a long way to go um, to to get back to their long term valuation levels. So you may see some of those that that continuing um, in terms of their strong performance over the last six months. So that may continue. And are there any particular names that you're pretty keen on at the moment? Uh, well, we've got some recovery companies in our portfolio where they some of the valuations uh, are trading at much less than the private market. Companies like um, uh, waste collection, like uh, Orgean, um, or in construction in Van El. So there's some some companies there where we feel very strongly that the um, the price to where they can recover some of their profitability towards and where they should trade in terms of multiples is some way to go yet. And obviously, Gresham House has a, a focus on real assets. Um, do you think real assets are a, a true hedge against inflation? Um, there are certainly a part. There's evidence that they're a partial hedge, at least, depending on which asset class you're looking at. Whether it's timber, where there is there's there's clear correlation, and some actually have much greater correlation where there are inflation linked, like renewables with with um, uh, RPI or CPI linked um, contracts backing the revenues. So it depends on the asset class, but there's clearly uh, at least a partial hedge in, in forestry renewables where we're involved, and also in social housing. Sure. And, and obviously, there's been a bit of correlation between real assets and, and the rest of the market. Why do you think that's been? I think that's because of uh, the, ex- the, the, the structural change in um, uh, expectations that is beginning to move. We've had such a long period of such low interest rates and it's beginning to move now. And so, um, you know, there, there, there is that relationship between the long-term uh, growth in, in um, nominal profits as well as, as inflation. And how do you think um, private clients should be sort of shifting their portfolios to pr- um, protect against inflation? Um, you, you know, there, there, there will be some dislocation if you can, in, in, in markets as, as some of these changes that we just talked about happen. Uh, the ability, therefore, to have some cash in order to, to get involved in good companies that you like at cheaper valuations is always a good thing to do. And we are going to see volatility um, around the, the as these expectations are changing. So having some cash to pick up good companies that you've always wanted to invest in or invest in the companies you're already in, but topping up on weakness and share prices, that that is a good that is a good strategy and good tactics. Uh, um, so I, I, I think that's together with continuing to invest in cheap or relatively cheap companies as shown over the very, very long term uh, generates that long term outperformance. So, you know, picking up the companies you like one week times because of the volatility plus a value um, exposure, uh, given where it has been over the last relative over the last 10 years is, is a good, good tactic. Great stuff. Well, Tony, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, John. All the best.